Now I know I'm dreaming. Master! I don't think you quite realize what you've got here. So why don't you just ruminate whilst I illuminate the possibilities? Well, Alibaba had them 40 thieves. Sherry's out, he had a thousand tails. But master, you in luck, cause up your sleeves, you got a brand of magic never fails. You got some power in your corner now. It's heavy ammunition in your camp. You got some punch, Yahoo and house, all you gotta do is rub that lamp. And I'll say, Mr. Alonzo, what will your pleasure be? Let me take your order, jot it down. You ain't never had a friend like me. Hey guys, welcome back. Today we are coming together again to talk about Robin Williams. This will be our second episode where we finish up by delving deeper into some of the tougher topics. I hope you enjoyed episode one, and if you haven't heard it yet, please check it out. Also remember, you can find us by searching nerdybones.podbean.com and search under three in history. We can be found on Spotify, Google Chrome, iTunes, Podbean, and anywhere else you can find your podcasts. And without further ado, we bring you Robin Williams Part 2. And here we're back for Robin Williams Part 2. Uh, I'm really happy they were doing this. Uh, the first episode was a labor of love. And uh, it took me a while to get the, the rest of it together just simply because of anxiety because of the topic. Mm-hmm. We had some schedule issues, too. Yeah, well, we, oh, yeah. We're, we're all three adults and have a job. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, and none of our schedules are the same. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just glad we're back in the studio covering Robin Williams. And we've got a lot of really cool topics coming down the pipeline. So yeah. we're, we're just going to continue. So we we left off with uh, basically around Mrs. Doubtfire. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things that we kind of touched on, that uh, Mrs. Doubtfire and Aladdin came out in the same year. Mm-hmm. And that was like for an actor at that time, that's huge. Two movies in one year. Yeah. Especially. Two big movies in one year. Yeah. And, you know, and that, that raises like if you do, you do an independent movie and then you do a Disney movie in one year, that just your popularity goes crazy. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the big things with uh, Robin is they wrote that, you know, I've mentioned this before like five times now that they wrote uh, the genie for Robin. But initially, he turned down the role a few times because he didn't want to... His whole thing is he didn't want Burger King making toys of the genie. Like, that that just didn't appeal to him. Like, merchant, the merchandising of being... The characters. Yeah, so it, it took a, a little bit of work for him to get into actually doing a Disney character. So well, I mean, I get what he's, where he's coming from with that. I mean, they, they just take that one character monopolize upon it. I mean, if you go to Disneyland, there's figurines, there's clothing, there's, you know, all, all kinds of stuff for it. And well, and the genie's still huge. Yeah. 20, what, five years later? Well, yeah, I mean, Will Smith brought it back. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when he finally accepted the role, he, quote, uh, I'm doing this because I want to be part of this animation tradition. I want something for my children. That's, that's awesome. And, the, yeah. and I looked into it. There was more than 30 hours of tape. Of him doing like just random voices and stuff for the genie. That's so, that would be so cool to yeah, hear. Yeah, so like Disney literally went back and like just picked out all the crazy shit that he said and animated it. Nice. <laughs> and I, I thought that was really unique. You know, what it I mean? reminds me of and from Mrs. Doubtfire when he's doing the voices for the little bird and, yeah, and all right, that stuff. Yeah, yeah. then and he did, uh, and when he goes to the. Job place? I don't want to. Oh it's yes, called. I do voices. Yeah, yes. Yeah. My my favorite is like uh, a hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was one of my favorites. You know, just random fire. Oh yeah, and you can tell there's like 
uh, the clip had been cut in certain areas. Yeah. So it makes you wonder how far did he go? He probably did that for like 20 minutes. Yeah. And they were probably like, Robin, stop. Okay, we got it. <laughs> I've got plenty. We're, we're going to pick like the best 30 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Probably still hard to keep you keep face uh, straight face when you're working with him. Could you imagine? Oh, yeah. Could you imagine sitting across the desk from him in a scene like that and being in a scene with him like that? And it's just like, okay, Robin's gonna be Robin. Just react. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, and you probably get a couple lines, but you know, Robin wouldn't let you say it. It's just like when we we're in the first episode when we were talking about it, like I'm working Mindy, mm-hmm. like she would have lines and just Robin would just run over them. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, one of the things that we didn't really talk about before, but this happened during the course of our last episode, timeline wise, he got he Robin Robin got married three times, he, you know, with somebody of his uh, mental issues. These are not surprising reasons he got divorced. Two of them were infidelity on his part, mm-hmm. and the first one was a uh, inability to reconcile differences. Mm. So I don't know what that exactly was. Mm, if you've been divorced, you do. Right, right. So as a uh, his first uh, his first child was a uh, Cody Williams in uh, 1988. Then we got Zelda Williams in 1989, literally based off he named her off of Zelda. He was a video game. That's awesome, dude. That is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> And then they had Zach Rye Williams, which was, uh, he was born in 81, so he was pumping them out pretty quick, but they were, we also had three. In 81 or 91? 81. So he was the first one? Yes, I was just naming them the way I, yeah, the, Oh, okay, okay. But it might not be in chronological order, but you got the dates. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, Us OCD people are like, yeah. Why? You got the dates, you got the dates. So, you know, the thing is, is uh, he had more than one wife, more than one baby mama, so he had kids, like, really close to each other. Mm. And uh, his son, Zach, was always really regretful because he wasn't close to him because it was after the third marriage. And he just never really got to know his dad, which I, I, I get that. And that sucks. Yeah. Like, I have a quote later that he actually was trying to get his father to move in with him towards the end, but he wouldn't do it. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. So uh, his first wife, Valerie, he met her as a bartender. And then he cheated on his wife, Valerie, with his housekeeper named Marcia. And he ended up marrying Marsha. (laughs) 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 And he had, he had respectively with his three wives, he had a kid with each one. So (laughs) he loved each one in a different way. So uh, (laughs) big thing, big thing with Marsha is she couldn't handle the lifestyle, couldn't handle Robin being famous. And it just, because he was hanging out with, you know, in that time it was Jim Belushi and shit. Yeah. So he was, he was married to Marsha from uh, 1989 to 2010. Mm-hmm. So, oh, okay. so that was that was when he was partying. Yeah. <clears throat> well, not a hundred. That was that was after his heart surgery and then partying again. Yeah. Oh my god, he had heart surgery. He, had, and uh, he, he actually he, he actually had a uh, baboon valve in, 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 uh, installed in his heart. Yeah. Wow. He, he used to he used to on stage after the fact. He used to make a joke. That's why his chest is so hairy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's Robin's humor. No, 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 that's funny, but it, I'm just like, wow, I, I just didn't know that. Yeah. So there, of course, you know, their relationship goes sour because Robin, Robin's biggest issue is he can't stay sober and he can't stay faithful. Oh. And, you know, I, we're, I, I'm, and we're still on page one. But <laughs> but it's, it's, is that due to mental? Yes, and we're going to okay. get there. We're going to get there. Yeah. So uh, he eventually meets a woman named Susan, Susan Ven- Venardi. 
And uh, she's the one that stays with him through the all. Like, she's the one that, like, she's there. She's the one that's there the day he dies. And so when Susan comes into his life, that's his woman. The big moral of the story, you know, like, he finally has a woman in his life that's there. The big thing is uh, a lot of people don't realize that mental health is a big part of Robin Williams' story. And that's one of the reasons I am so, like, uh, passionate when I talk about him. Mm-hmm. The, you know, because so many people will get to it, but so many people don't understand what happened. Well, most of us didn't. We didn't know until he died, too. Yeah, know? yeah. Yeah. So we're going to just kind of not backpedal, but I'm just going to kind of give you a drop of about. So fucking Robin Williams and his career did 82 movies. Damn. 82 movies. So, wow. So, and how old was he when he died? 57. Dude, that's like. If you, if you count after high school, and he did like a mo- like two movies a year or something like yeah. that, like that's crazy. <laughs> it's it's insane. Like he's uh he's worked more than most actors today. Think, yeah, think about that. Like even like in the MCU, like Robert Downey Jr. and those dudes, like eighty two fucking movies. That's wow. I, I did not know that. Yeah. So you have to think about the impact that this had on somebody with mental disability. The um, just the just the grinding of it and always trying to be ha- and trying to be that happy person. What, what did he have? We're not there yet. Okay. <laughs> so uh, the one thing I'm going to get at is just like what he was doing in just like a like a decades like a decade and a half. So. 95, we have Jumanji. Mm. 96, we have The Birdcage. 96. I love The Birdcage. It's <laughs> yeah. such a great movie. Agador's my favorite. Very nice. <laughs> and then also in, also in 96, we have Jack. The yeah, one. Jack was a good movie. And then in 96, we also had Happy Feet. That's the one where he was. I didn't, a realize, he was, I didn't realize he was in Happy Feet. Yeah, he was. Because that was Elijah Wood, right? Yeah, well, he was his father. Ah. Oh. So, and then in 97, we had Flubber. Oh Flubber. yeah, yeah. And then in '98 we had What Dreams Make What Dreams That's May Come. That's such a good movie, dude. Yeah, underrated. And then '99 we had Bicentennial Man. <laughs> that yeah. one was silly. So, and this is my this is one of my favorite uh, eras of Robin Williams is when he gets creepy. Uh-huh. So he did One Hour Photo and Insomnia, which were technically horror movies, mm-hmm. and that was in 2002. Yeah. So he did like there's not a lot of actors that'll do more than one movie in a year, honestly. Well, and, and go outside Different of their... Different genres, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then in 2005, we had Robots. That was, hmm. that, you I don't remember, know that one. You've never seen Robots? Mm-hmm. It's a CGI movie. I forget the character he played, but it was great. Like, from start to finish, like, you can't take your brain away from that's Robin Williams' voice. You know, like, he's playing a robot. That's the genie. What the fuck? <laughs> and then uh, just to cap off the, the tiny, tiny little excerpt that I put up was in 2006, it was RV. <clears throat> Kind of, I vaguely remember that. One. I don't think I, I don't know. RV, it, it was funny. It was funny. It's a, uh, it's basically like uh, a National Lampoon's Vacation, and yeah. with, with instead instead of Chevy Chase, it was Robin Williams. Okay. Nice. Yes. <laughs> nice. I, I, I don't think I saw that one. That, that I have to, yeah, I have to recommend it. Just, just something silly to watch if you just want to get some Robin Williams in your veins. Just watch RV. It'll be good for you. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I've, I would have always loved uh, Robin Williams as a Batman villain. 
Like, yeah. I, the, oh, well, it's yeah. Like, it's like, uh, remember when when we did the the Batman episode? Robin Williams was originally going to be the Joker. Yeah, that yeah. would have been awesome. Yeah, you, you know what? Uh, how, how amazing would that have been? Yeah, I mean, because we know we know it as Jack Nicholson, because that was one that they wanted him for, right? Yeah, yeah. And every that's like an iconic thing with Jack Nicholson's smile. Makes me wonder if uh, his smile would be just as iconic, or oh. if it would fa- focus on more than something else about his character. That's, or because I love each that place, point. Each person who's played the Joker has taken a totally different take on the character. I fucking love this point that you're yeah. making because, like, like you said, every character, everybody that's ever played the Joker has put their spin on it. Mm-hmm. And like, what would Robin have made like his? His well, and he was Joker. a character act uh, actor, yeah. so he, he would have told. Oh, too. yeah. Well, you think about like Heath Ledger; it was the voice. Like, Heath Ledger was. Well, his, he also know. changed the makeup with, yeah. with that one, with making it all smeared and, and, his, and, and his mannerisms yeah. and like. Oh yeah. And like, you want to know how I got these scars? You know. <laughs> <laughs> want to yeah. watch a pencil disappear? You know, and the one though, I get, I catch so much shit for this, but I thoroughly enjoyed Leto's Joker, thoroughly. Because I am a fan of the I character. I did too. I, I liked it because it was just different. Have you did you have you seen the trailers for Justice League? That's the new Justice League that's coming out in like thirty days. Uh-uh. Why do you why do you have to put me on the spot there? Okay, so okay, so <laughs> they they've brought back Jared Leto as a Joker. Oh really? And done him fucking just mwah. It's, does he have more of a part in this? Yes. Because well, he, he barely had a part well, in uh, Suicide Squad. Here's the, th- here's the thing: is they got rid of the tattoos, they got rid of the gold, like the gold grill. Mm-hmm. They just made him the Joker. And, oh. And and what this this fucking the image I'll show it to you after we get done recording. It's amazing. It's fucking amazing. It's the Joker sitting in a butcher's apron, leaned over like this, and fucking covered in blood in a butcher's apron with fucking latex gloves on, and it's Jared Leto. Nice. I'm, 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 just, I'm just like. Okay. Okay. Huh. Like, I'm cool with that. <laughs> like, the, here's the thing: is because the new Justice League movie is going to be almost like four hours long. Dude, that's dope. Oh yeah. Well, because they've been debating on whether making like a mini series and blah blah blah. Because it, it basically what it is is it's a re uh, re editing of the original Justice League movie that came out like four or five years ago. But yeah, Zack Snyder. Oh yeah. But anyway, we got way <laughs> off. We got way off on the Joker. But yeah, yes, we did. But. Uh, Robin Williams is the Joker. I just, I, there's no way. Would have been badass. Oh, so. I, yeah. And then no, no offense to, you know, Jack Nicholson, because he did an amazing job, but it would just been a different take. And I just. It would have been amazing. It, yeah. It would have been a comedian playing the comedian. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it like, would have been perfect. Yeah. Um, dude, and that His movie la- I, is. I would love to hear Robin Williams' Joker laugh. Yeah, because <laughs> they each have a different one. Everybody does. Even the even the one in Gotham. Mm-hmm. Well, like Mark Hamill is the most iconic for me. Is oh that, yeah, because he's the, he's from the animated series. Yeah, and that was I just like I've said this like five times now on the podcast. Like I just remember like Mark Ham- it's Luke Skywalker is the Joker. What? <laughs> yeah, I remember when I found that out when I was a kid, and I was just like, it didn't make sense at the time because I was like, wait, but that's. Nah. nah. <laughs> I was like, that's got to just be someone who has the same name. It's, it's like when you find out that uh, Uncle Phil was Master Shredder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that just blew her mind. <laughs> Fresh Prince Bel Air. Fresh Prince Bel Air. The older. The de- the, basically the, the dad. Yeah, the dad. Character. The dad was Car- the, uh, Carlton, Shredder Carlton's from the dad. Ninja Turtles? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I thought. 
<laughs> I told you I blew her mind. She's yeah, like, was just like processing. That. Like, wait, what? <laughs> it's funny. Like, wow, that is pretty funny. You know, next, like next time you hear it, or you're like, you'll be like, whoa, that's fucking Uncle Phil. But yeah. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so let's get back to some depressing shit. So uh, during this whole time, Robin's just his because of like just like I just mentioned, so many movies coming out, doing so many things. His uh, his drug use just fucking skyrockets, hmm. and that's at his at that age. You know, we're looking at like ninety six. You know, he's almost in his forties, mm-hmm. or probably well into his forties. Mm-hmm. So he he's starting to peter out, and people are starting to notice. Like Billy Crystal and a lot of his friends are like coming, like, dude, you gotta take it easy for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so around uh, nineteen ninety nine, he was doing a movie called Jacob the Liar. And uh, he was, he was uh, filming that in Russia. Oh, wow. And, yeah, and uh, he was having a hard time uh, with staying sober. Like, he would uh, literally hide, like, liquor bottles and in his bunk and do the whole, like, anybody that's ever been an alcoholic knows about secret drinking, and it's not good. So it, I know about it from being around an alcoholic. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's very detrimental. Yeah. But, you know, so he, he was doing everything he could. Like, he had been clean from cocaine, Almost for like twenty years. So alcohol, oh, wow. yeah, alcohol was like his big thing. When you have an addictive personality, it's like when you get rid of one, it's almost inevitable that you move on to the next. Yeah, well, you tend to like speaking as uh, somebody that's got an addictive personality, you move on to something else. Exactly. It's uh, it's basically impossible to not, you know. It's like I know a lot of people that like quit smoking and became just fucking crazy runners. You know, just they um, they replace something in their in their. It's me now. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm, I'm quitting smoking and I'm all now. starting to work out. And Hell shit. yeah! Hell yeah! <laughs> You're gonna see me and be all like bodybuilder rip next year because <laughs> yeah. I just got all addicted to it. Do it. <laughs> Not that that would be a bad thing. Hell no. <laughs> be able to help people lift cars and shit. Yeah. <laughs> So this is the point in uh, Robin's career that's that he he himself called the fall. He just like stopped getting work, and his depression just got even worse and worse. Wait, he stopped getting um, work because he was drinking. Well, people just didn't see him as the leading man anymore. Oh, because he was getting older. Oh, yeah, and and his comedy was like he was the only person in the world that was Robin Williams. Yeah. So it was like a niche niche audience. And people just weren't asking for it anymore. That's sad. And on compounding on all of this was Robin's new struggle, new struggle with mental illness. Can't say new, but newfound. More intense than it ever had been, or you get what? I'm, you yeah, get no, like, no, no. I get what you're saying. I yeah, trust me. I he, know he had always had this, and then he ended up going to the you know a neurologist, and the neurologist falsely diagnosed him with Parkinson's disease. Ugh. Wow. But the thing is, is that gave the family hope. It's like, they're like, okay, so we know what's going on. We know why Robin's having a problem. We know why Robin's forgetting things. We know why Robin's having delusions. But we'll get more into the details of his mental illness later. But uh, basically, a lot of his stuff, he was, like we said, he wasn't getting picked up for his niche anymore. And he wasn't taking a lot of work because of his mental illness. Because he was like having these weird paranoias and he, he wouldn't go take work. Wow. So, what, like, uh, his life was just basically breaking down. Yeah, like you wouldn't believe. <clears throat> you know, he was a. Imagine being somebody like Robin that was just so just crazy. Ah, 
Yeah, and, contained. Uh, yeah. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, like he was crazy and his jokes would just fly, but they all were cohesive and they all made sense. Yeah. That then becoming a guy where you were saying stuff and it wasn't as snappy and it didn't make as much sense from joke to joke as it used to. Well, the most, the big thing is it didn't make sense to him. Oh. You know, like he couldn't, you know, he was, his brain was falling apart. And we'll, we'll get into what he was actually diagnosed with. Okay. But it, it's just sad to me. Like, I've, uh, in reading the book, I kept making this analogy in my head of, like, imagine this crazy, like, wild bird that's all covered in these crazy colors, and then you put it in a cage and it turns gray. Oh. That's the analogy that, like, I got in my head. Or, like, the orcas <laughs> where their fins <laughs> go yeah, down. exactly. Like, it's, oh. he was a prisoner of his own mind. It was all chemicals. Oh, wow. And, like, he, yeah. So, uh, he ended up making his return to TV. This was like he was trying to not he wasn't really trying to make money again. He was just trying to in his own words be funny again. Mm-hmm. And he, he got into the show that I enjoyed thoroughly. I watched it all the way through. It was called The Crazy Ones. And like I said, I enjoyed the hell out of that show. What uh, what he was is he was an executive of an advertising company. And uh, he actually worked with uh, Sir Michelle Geller. She had a really cool quote. My life was a better place because I knew Robin Williams. To my children, he was Uncle Robin. That's dope. It was Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> Talk, talking about Robin Williams. So, but I, did you do you even see that show? Did you even know that it existed? A lot nah, of people, lot of people didn't it. even know that it existed. It was unfortunately, I was forced to watch it by uh, one of my friends really? from high school. <laughs> oh yeah, nah, no, I wasn't into that type of stuff. <laughs> so, the, what Buffy or the uh, the Robin Williams show? Buffy. Oh, okay. Dude, no, he's talking about the Robin either Williams way, show. Well, you watch e- that. Either way, I was... Oh, the Robin Williams show. No, I didn't see it, but it sound it sounds funny. It was, a lot of people, that was the thing, is it was one of these ones that just like flew under the radar. You know, it was in 2014, so that was when TV was starting to like start to make its full transition into the internet. Oh, yeah. So just people weren't watching <clears> it. <throat> and one of the weird things is that when he was filming this show, is people didn't really realize it, but his depression was getting really bad. And he was actually living in an apartment in L.A. by himself without his wife, Susan. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, he, he lived there for the entirety of filming The Crazy Ones. Oh, wow. And Were they having problems no, or it's just no, because of him? No, was, uh, one, of the, one of the things we're going to get into is, is uh, diagnosis of mental illness, and this was a big part of it. So he began to spend more and more time by himself, and they found out that uh, Parkinson's is not what he was diagnosed with. It's a very, very rare disease called... Well, dif- he was diagnosed with Parkinson's, but it's not, a, it's not the it. correct it diagnosis. Was, it is the wrong diagnosis. <gasps> exactly. And the thing is, is even if they would have caught it early... It was too late. Well, even if when they thought it was Parkinson's, there's still nothing. You know, it's a, such a, it's a degenerative neural disease. Neurological? And, yeah, you end up losing, uh, per year, you end up losing 40% of your dopamine receptors per year. So that, uh, do the math, you know, and what, your, your life is finite at that time. Yeah. Well, and dopamine is what makes you happy. Mm. If, if you, if you don't have the chemicals in your brain to receive dopamine, there's, yeah, there's nothing it's, there. It's just a downward spiral at that point. Yeah. And what this uh, disease is called is diffuse Louis body syndrome. They call it the, the chemicals that go in and replace the dopamine receptors are called Louis bodies. Because okay. the like a body when they when they use the phrase body in that sense is like a chemical body. Okay. 
So that's the only word they have for it because it's a Louis body. It's like it's from the syndrome Louis, and this is a fucking particle from the syndrome. Mm. Interesting. The, wow. Yeah, and it's it's fucking crazy, crazy rare. I actually have the statistic written down somewhere, but it's only like at any given time, it's like less than a million people in the United States suffering from this neurological disease. Less than how many? Less than a million. Oh, at, wow. at any given time. So that's, here's the thing is that that time is so rare and his case was so severe. I mean, they had no idea what to do. Yeah. He, he was literally becoming. The research just isn't there yet. Yeah. It, it's. Yeah, that like that that hits me because the research isn't there because even today, like I, the way I kind of liken it is like a stroke because it's a neurological problem, mm-hmm. and you know, and that you know how close that hits to home for me. Oh yeah, you know. So and I just um, it's crazy when I think about what he was suffering. You know, that, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, you don't need to apologize. Yeah. I mean, it's it's tragic. It really is. You know. Well, and his wife actually put out a, a book called uh, "The Terrorist Inside My Husband's Brain," and she kind of tried to tell her story. And there was a great quote from that. Uh, we have an answer. My heart swelled with hope, but somehow I knew Robin was uh, not buying it. And that's you got somebody like Robin Williams. That's like you're trying to help him, and he's like, nope. It's because he doesn't have that. He doesn't have the ability to really have hope anymore with his dopamine receptors being gone. Yeah, exactly. And he actually went to, he, he kept going back to his neurologist because they, they really didn't figure this out for a long time. And they, he actually asked his neurologist to look for signs of Alzheimer's, dementia, schizophrenia. And the answer was no on all of them oh, wow. because, because of the way this disease affects the brain. Yeah. It's, it's just so unknown. That's crazy. Yeah, and as the as the months went by, his his symptoms just started getting worse and worse. You know, like like we were talking, like his show, his show, uh, Crazy Ones, actually ended up only going for one season. Oh wow! There was also another really heavy quote from the book that I thought was worth mentioning. It's apparent to me now, Robin was hiding the depths of his symptoms and keep them a, keeping them a secret. That's horrible. You know, imagine being in that much pain. And I keep going back to just saying being Robin Williams, mm-hmm. being like a, somebody that's used to being in the limelight and crazy. And now, being and, with people and being around people and, you know, performing. And yeah. And then now you're having delusions and paranoia and anxiety. And, and you're sad all the time. Yeah. That's the big thing to wrap your head around. He just, he chemically was not capable of being happy. And of all people. Of all people. But that makes you wonder um, if he was so happy all the time when everybody else saw him, was it because he was so depressed when he was by himself? Most likely. Most likely. I saw a couple quotes where he something along the lines of making other people smile because he couldn't, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, So around this time, he actually goes and stays at a... um, it's a mental health facility in Minnesota. His wife actually ended up calling it his version of a retreat. But she's been with him long enough to understand that. And I would hope somebody like would understand that for me. Yeah. And like if I was just like, hey, I need to I need to go stay in the hang out in the cabin in the woods for like a week and a half. And I'll be back. But uh, there was a doctor there that I, I didn't write down the doctor's name because it wasn't provided. But uh, the doctor says that his his mind was one of the worst pathologies he had ever seen. Wow. Yeah, and that's that's 
That just makes me feel horrible. Just because I just, when someone's brain is that deteriorated, it just makes you, like their life had, it was deteriorating at the same pace that their brain probably was. It had to be miserable. Mm -hmm. The one thing that I always kind of liken to it is like, um, you start to forget who you are. Yeah. You like, I, you, I imagine you like start to forget like childhood memories and oh, just yeah, like just definitely. start, just kind of like start to lose yourself. I can yeah. only imagine how much, how much worse that would make depression. Like, even if you, at that point of dementia that he had, even that he even realized he was depressed, because we're going to get into that. Because, hmm. you know, at the, yeah, I'm not going to jump ahead because I keep doing that. But uh, one of the big things is that he had an interview with uh, Diane Sawyer in uh, 2001 where he was talking about how his friend John Belushi died from doing cocaine. So that was the last time he ever did cocaine. Because remember in the first episode we talked about yeah. it? Uh-huh. So his, his friend John Belushi died. And so he's, cocaine was like one thing that he just, he was, addic- he ad- was addicted to it to, the, to his last day, but he stayed away from it. Yeah, you, you know, for anybody, I don't know anybody addicted to cocaine. Never had the problem myself. I don't know how hard it is, but I can imagine it's, it's hard. Well, I know someone, and it's very, very hard. I can only imagine how hard it is, especially being in the public eye. You know, so the the last few months of his life, the the symptoms of uh, what did, what was the acronym that we came up with earlier? Diabetes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but yeah, we t- was, if you need to hear it, just go back. It's it's back there like thirty seconds ago. <laughs> Probably but, a little more than that. Yeah, but uh, the big thing, <laughs> the big the big symptoms that were flaring up for him was insomnia, depression, anxiety, dementia, and he actually even had a panic attack on the set of Night at the Museum. Oh so, wow! Yeah, that was uh, his last. Those la- things are brutal. Yeah. Well, his that was actually his last movie was uh, Night at the Night at the Museum mm-hmm. too. The only like real insight we would have is from his friend Billy Crystal. It was quote. Uh, we can't know what he's going through. I didn't know what was happening, except he was unhappy. See, that makes that hurts my heart. Yeah, that hurts my heart because I I can't even tell you how many laughs I got out of Robin Williams. Like, oh yeah. Like before we recorded our first episode on this on this topic, we sat here and watched like and like two hours of videos just sitting oh, here yeah. laughing, just laughing at all the different Robin Williams. Like before we even got started, oh, like yeah. you know, and I felt like because uh, I felt like I kind of like opened your guys' eyes up a little bit to who Robin Williams was if you didn't already know. But yeah. like, did just like the stuff that he, you know, like, did you know he went to Juilliard before we did this? You know, stuff like that. You know? Yes, I did. See, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. I like. I hope. I hope there's a couple of people, people out there like I didn't know that, and now because of this show, I know that. <laughs> so sorry. I, I no, know stuff. That was awesome. That was an editing foible, and I decided to keep it in because it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know stuff. I see dead people. <laughs> Dude, fuck that. <laughs> Dude, hell no. Hell no. <laughs> so in the last few weeks, stuff got started to get really bad with him. Like when he would be out in public and spending time with his friends, he would like uh, hug them and cry and say how good it was to see them. And that was not really like him. Like he would always be really happy to see his friends. Yeah. But he would always like gush and be like, oh, it's so good to see you. And he he wouldn't be able to leave his friend's side without like giving him a big hug and crying. And, oh. Yeah. It's like he kind of knew that this. Oh, I, I think he definitely knew. Yeah. Like the idea. Well, yeah. I mean, you can't. I can't say kind of because he he went to the doctors. The doctors told him he had to have known that it was just limited time. Yeah, yeah. It's and, and that's the shitty thing. And so with a lot of like neurological diseases, there's no fixing it. Mm-mm. Like you can do like like neural exercises, like with neural plasticity and stuff like that. 
but you're not really going to regain any cells. No. Because I, I had to do a lot of that with my pops. Like, with, it was really mm-hmm. interesting to see his brain rewire his body to be able to move again. Mm-hmm. That's off topic, but really interesting. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So uh, as the, the weeks went on, because like I said, we're actually like in the last few weeks of Robin's life right now. Okay. So uh, as, as the weeks went on, he started uh, taking his belongings to different friends and hiding them because he thought people were stealing them from him. In particular, in particular was a set of 14 pocket watches and his Academy Award. Oh. You know, it makes you wonder, what if he was thinking that they were stealing from him, but it was him hiding, hiding the stuff from himself? He just forgot that That's a great yeah. I guarantee you that happened. Yeah, and, like, that, and that's just so sad. Yeah, like he, he completely forgot who he took it to to hide it. And I, I guarantee you that <clears> happened. <throat> and like then the paranoia started to set in too, which was not good. With all the stuff that he's going through mentally already, he's like, imagine Alzheimer's set on overdrive. Uh. You know, that's because the, the videos that I was watching, like your brain just starts to fall apart. Like yeah. you, you literally start to have visual, like the scary thing to me is the, the visual illusions. And like auditory, like, vis- like visual illusions are, that's scary shit. I don't know if you've ever had a visual fucking hallucination before. But like aud- audible hallucinations are one thing. Yeah. Mm. But a visible, like a visible, yeah. <laughs> anyway. So uh, the big problem is you begin to forget lines. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's got to be that's so huge, uncharacteristic yeah. of yeah. him. Well, and uh, at the Sir Michelle Geller, like was talking about at the end of every one of their days, on the, on the crazy ones that he would end up like hugging her and crying because he had to struggle through each day to to like remember his lines. Wow. Yeah, that's that's pretty rough, you know, and I keep going back to this, but for a man like that to to be up here, you guys out there can't see me, but I'm holding my hand really high to be up here and then all of a sudden feel like you're down by your waist. Well, it's taking away what makes you you. That'd be like if someone chopped my hands off. Exactly. What am I going to do? I can't I can't can't I mean, I can't anyway. say I can't draw without hands because you never know where there's a will, there's a way, there's a way of finding out a way to do yeah. whatever. But that it wouldn't be the same, you know? No. I mean, yeah. I'd have to relearn everything a different way. And, yeah. you know, it, it's just, I my life would just be, I'd be yeah. it wouldn't be the same. I think one of the reasons that I identify with Robin so much or like why I love him so much is... I kind of use a similar analogies, but I see him as like this, um, like put this picture in your head, like a blazing fucking like bonfire mm-hmm. and then somebody dumping monsoon on it and putting it out. Oh. Like that's kind of, you know, like he was, he was, he was this huge spark and then he had this bad thing ha- chemically happen in his brain and he got put out like, a, you know, in that, like a flame. And that's kind of the way I look at it. But yeah. yeah. Mm. Or it's more like a slow drizzle to where it just right. slightly went <clears throat> out little by little. Could you imagine what he'd be doing right now? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, he'd be doing some stupid shit. I'm sure he would be. Oh, yeah. He'd be doing, like, the the expendables of comedy or something like that. <laughs> I'm going to copyright that idea and make that movie. I better double check it's not already. Yeah. <laughs> So he, uh, a lot of friends were telling him to kind of get back to his roots and go back into stand-up. And one thing that he would say to his friends is, uh, I don't know how to be funny anymore. Wow. What a depressing statement. From, yeah. from, and I kept that quote to myself. That's <laughs> not <Yeah. good. laughs> yeah. Wow, that's like... 
Yeah, I like, yeah. All I can do is just shake my head because that's just harsh. It's, yeah, that's brutal. Yeah, and it's but yeah, I'm not gonna keep reiterating the same phrase, but yeah, it sucks. It like, does for you know Robin Williams. I don't know how to be funny anymore to be that depressed. So he uh, he continued. To, like one of the things that had to be said about him is how hard he fought. Like he actually went to uh, Stanford University and took uh, self hypnosis to try to get, try to like get ahead of all of this stuff and try to like be able to like hypnotize himself like when he was having like a panic attack or a delusion or, mm-hmm. and that th- he I can't even imagine how many people would even think to go to Stanford University and look for help for something like that. Yeah. So uh, as you know, like I said, we're ticking the time down now. We're ticking the hours down now. So um, he was having trouble sleeping. He was laying down next to his wife Susan. And uh, they were in, di- and they would sleep in different rooms at this point. So uh, he ended up not being able to sleep. So he gets up, goes goes to his room, and he comes back. He actually comes back twice and tells her two times, almost like he was almost like he was sleepwalking. He comes back two times and tells her, "I can't believe how beautiful you are. You're like a crystal." Wow. Wow. And uh, he didn't. Azari didn't even know that he did that. Yeah. True. No, sadly, that would be the last time Susan would ever talk to Robin. And I've tried not to cry right now when I said that. But uh, and I don't really want to get into. I'm not going to get into like the true crime gory details. Uh, I'm just going to say Robin died from asphyxiation. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm going to say. And um, the thing is, is after he was actually he was there for two nights before they discovered him. Oh wow! I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, his wife his wife just thought that she wanted to be left alone. And with him since yeah. giving the circumstance yeah. of what he was doing before. So there was uh, the the officer that finally went in and found him. His name was Keith Boyd. Uh, he was de- he declared Robin dead at eleven fifteen a.m. on Monday morning. And yeah, so <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I can't imagine being his wife and just thinking back to like, oh, I was cleaning. Yeah. Or I was doing this, or I was, you well, know. He would, he would regularly want to be left alone. I know, but but thinking that had I just gone in there, and checked, yeah, or you know, I mean that that's what would be going through my mind is just what what could I have done differently to prevent what right. happened. The one thing that really got me is uh, okay. So how the cops actually got called? I didn't really want to go into this, but yeah, the the how the cops actually got called is uh, they were banging on the door and he wouldn't open the door, and his son Zach went around outside and saw him through the window. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. But uh, the the one of the things that really hit me is that after uh, you know they looked at his brain under a microscope and stuff like that, and we talked about all the stuff that he did, that he suffered from. And when he when he took his own life, he had no idea what he was doing. Yeah, he had no hundred percent no idea that he was like. He probably knew that this was something finite, but he had no idea that it was killing himself. Like, it, like he was probably trying to end things, but in his, he had no, there was just no way for him to compute that this is dying. He just didn't have any, any way to do that. Wow. Yeah. Well, think of it, what I was thinking is, if he had had thoughts of that when he was coherent, you know, mm-hmm. when, when he wasn't having delusions or, you know, his dementia and because and, uh, there's pl- there's points where they come back mm-hmm. and, and it, they're they're coherent and then it'll slowly go away. So yeah. if he had had 
when he's coherent of what if he was having thoughts like that, like maybe I should just end it. Maybe I should go do this or I could do this yeah. or like whatever. And then randomly one of that's what came into his mind when he was having a, an episode mm. and he just did what was in his mind without yeah. even realizing well, what he was doing. That would be the disease basically mimic, mimicking schizophrenia, which it does. Like all, all those symptoms together mimic schizophrenia. Mm. Yeah. Because, I mean, it, you know, if there's a voice in your head telling you, do it, do it, do it, and do you, it, do and it. And you see visually something in your face telling you something to do. Yeah. Because like, there, he, I mean, I'm not saying that's what happened, I'm but sure. you, you never know. Yeah. Because, I mean, we, we, we'll never know what, what exactly Nobody happened. Nobody will ever know. But, Nobody will ever know. Yeah. you know, that's between him and yeah. himself. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I didn't mean to like bring it down to a sad note, but that's the story of Robin Williams, you know, one of my heroes. You know, like we laughed, we cried, we talked. Yes, we did. <laughs> so I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it, and um, and uh, we'll see you next time. All right, guys. Remember, you can find us by searching nerdybones.podbean.com and search under three in history. We can be found on Spotify, Google Chrome, iTunes, Podbeam, and anywhere else you can find your podcast. And with that, good night. Yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Thank you. Bye.